Spring training starts next week. Find out everything you need to know next. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. If you're new, I'm a baseball writer and a podcast host for the Locked On Network. I've been writing about baseball since 2011 and wrote for places like FanRag Sports, Baseball Prospectus, The Hardball Times. My work appeared on ESPN. This is not a brag. I'm just letting you know that this is how I know about baseball. And I've been hosting Locked On Yankees since 2018. That's a long time. Me and Aaron Boone. Yeah. Um, I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So on today's show, I'll be telling you everything you need to know about spring training, where everyone will be, you know, when they arrive. Some people have to arrive earlier. Others don't. Um, games that'll be on the air on, yes, because before you know it, what is it, February 8th? Before you know it, we're going to see TV. <laughs> we're going to see TV. We're going to see baseball on TV. That's exciting. And we're doing a different kind of way back Wednesday, I discovered a YouTube channel that shows games from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, and all different teams, all different stations. It's it's just a lot of fun. We're going to talk about that later in the show. But first, let's discuss spring training because this is very important. We're getting there. We're almost there. So the first workout for pitchers and catchers. The first workout for pitchers and catchers who are not going to be in the World Baseball Classic. It's February 16th. Now, Nestor Cortez Jr. is the only Yankee who's going to be in the WBC. So he reports to camp on February 13th. I mean, I hope other people will be there with him. I don't think he'll be the only one there because, you know, guys report early. That's the mandatory date that you have to be there. So he's playing for Team USA. Harrison Bader was going to be playing for Team Israel. He dropped out. And Luis Severino was told no by the Yankees. He wanted to play. And they were like, no. No. We didn't get to discuss this. I agree with the Yankees for Severino. Because I always joke on this show that Severino, any prediction that you make about Severino has to have that added if he's healthy, attached to his name. Luis Severino, if he's healthy, which should become his full legal name. I agree with the Yankees. Stay the heck away from the WBC. You think they would have learned their lesson with the Mark Teixeira thing of 10 years ago when he like tore his wrist. So I agree with them on the Severino thing. And, you know, I know he's probably disappointed, but it might be better for him in the long run. The first full squad workout will be February 20th. You can attend the workouts. It's free. I don't know if I'd want to be there for the workouts. I'd rather be there for a spring training game. I was in Tampa for a spring training game back in 05 uh, for two. Supposed to be there for three. The first day we were there got rained out. 
And it's really nice. If you've never been to Steinbrenner Field now, okay, I haven't been there in 18 years. But from what I remember, it was really nice. And uh, I know they changed a lot, right? They they rebuilt certain parts of it since I've been there. And it seems like a really cool place to walk around. Because, you know, I joke about this during spring training most seasons. But, you know, you're watching a spring training game. And by like the fourth or fifth inning, you have no idea who anyone is, which we were going we're gonna to get into uh, who was invited to spring training because you'll get to see some of the kids. Um, but yeah, I recommend it. If you haven't been to spring training and you can get down to Tampa, I suggest you do it. So the Yankees put out a list of non-roster invitees. I'm not going to go through all 29 of them. We'll go through the kids. So Anthony Volpe, Jason Dominguez, Austin Wells, Elijah Dunham, and Josh Bro. Obviously, Volpe is the big ticket item. He's the number one, the Yankees' number one prospect, and he was in the top 10 in most of the lists that came out within the last couple of weeks. Out of those guys who are going to be there, Volpe, Dominguez, and Wells are the guys that you should be looking out for, especially Volpe. All eyes will be on Anthony Volpe during spring training. So if you can get there for the games that he will be in. You know, I wonder what Boone's going to do. I'm actually curious about what Boone's going to do with the kids. You know, I'm hoping it's not one of those things, well, oh, they'll have a chance to make the team, and then they don't really have a chance to make the team. So let's hope that that doesn't happen. Like, let's hope they actually have a chance and that at least Peraza is named starter. That would be great. So the first spring training game is scheduled for February 25th. It's only 17 days away. 105 against the Phillies. It's in clear water. It's not going to be on TV. Their first home game is February 26th. They host the Braves at Steinbrenner Field. If I recall correctly from looking at the schedule on Twitter, the February 26th game is only going to be available on the Yes app. And then the rest of the televised games, you can watch on Yes. Um, they're broadcasting 13 of the games, which is good. So the last Grapefruit game of the season, Grapefruit League game of the season, spring training, not season. March 27th, they host the Rays. And then the Yankees and the Nationals the next day on March 28th will be up in, or well, up from Florida, down from here in Nationals Park in D.C. It's a 12.05 p.m. exhibition game. That'll be fun. And March 30th, opening day. That is not far away. That is not far away. We had a, a joke during our weekly meeting because I said something in the host DM about how the offseason felt like it was two weeks and two years long at the same time. You know, it feels like Aaron Judge signed three years ago, Rodone two years ago. But then in other ways, it feels like the offseason just started and it feels strange to even say that spring training starts next week. So yeah, I, obviously I'm excited because um, that just means that baseball is that much closer. So if you go to spring training, or even if you don't, and you just pay attention to what's happening, you'll get to see some of the top prospects, and you'll get to see 
if some guys make the team that you might not expect to make the team. So yeah, spring training is almost here. Very exciting. So in a moment, we're going to talk about these old games. We're going to talk about this YouTube channel because it is a treasure trove. It's a treasure trove of fun. It reminds me of my childhood and like childhood all the way up to my early 30s. It's a long range of time for those games, but it's it's an amazing channel. So we'll discuss that in a moment. But first, this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. You can make your second listen, Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So this YouTube channel is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I almost don't want to give the name because I don't want the person to get in trouble, but the channel's been up for over a year, and it hasn't been taken down by MLB, so I think it might be safe. I might put it in the description on YouTube and I might put it in the description for the show because I, I don't want to get the person in trouble, but it's a really great channel and there are a lot of fun old games to watch. Um, and not only that, it's all different channels. You get ESPN games, NBC games, ABC games when they used to have the game of the week on regular TV in the 80s, uh, sports channel MSG, Fox 5, when they used to do the local Fox 5 games for the Yankees in the 90s. And, you know, the theme songs that came back to my head. Um, Bill White saying, hey, Butch Weiniger, this bud's for you. And Butch Weiniger hit the first home run of the, was it, which season was it? 87? 86? Maybe it was 86. He hit the first home run on opening day. And, you know, between Bill White and Phil Rizzuto saying, hey, so-and-so, this Bud's for you. I mean, I was taken back to my childhood, and it's so much fun to watch these games. But there was one game in particular, and I'm going to talk about it briefly just because it was really funny. The Yankees were playing an or end. They were playing the Orioles in June of 1988. And apparently, the night before the game that I was watching on YouTube... The game went to 14 innings, I want to say, and the bullpen, the Yankees bullpen was in a shambles because of the game. They ended up losing, actually, because what happened was in that 14-inning game, the Yankees scored two runs in the top of the 14th, and then the Orioles scored three in the bottom to win off Hippolito Pena. 1988, you gotta love it. So the opening to the June 5th game, 
Bobby Mercer, and Ken Harrelson. That's right. Hawk Harrelson. Okay, June 5th, 1988, on Sports Channel. They're discussing the night before, and Bobby Mercer makes it a point to say, over the last few days, the Yankees' bullpen has been overused, and they really, really need to come out swinging. They need to have a better game, and they also need the starter, Richard Dotson, to last. Well... Not only did Dotson pitch a complete game, the Yankees, who had played a 14-inning game the night before, came out the next day, because it was a day game, and scored nine runs in the top of the first. They were in Baltimore on the road. So right after Mercer goes through this whole spiel about, you know, the Yankees are kind of sputtering here and they really need a good outing from the bullpen, it'd be really great if the offense could get it going. And I just found that so amusing. So very quickly, I'm just going to tell you what happened in the top of that first inning because it's crazy. And I just thought that was hilarious because that's what I did when I was looking at these games. You know, I was mostly looking at Yankee games because I'm a Yankee fan. But there were other interesting um, matchups that I was watching from the 80s just to see certain players. I mean, you know, you're seeing Hall of Famers. You're also seeing guys that you've never heard of or guys that you forgot existed. And then when you hear the name, you think, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, Brooke Jacoby? I was like, what? <laughs> like, there are some names where you're just thinking, huh? Like, I forgot this person existed. And then you think about it, you're like, oh, right, yeah, because, you know, Yankees played different teams back then. The schedule was different. They played more teams, teams that they don't play uh, a lot now, although with the new balance schedule, it's going to be different. But, you know, they used to play the Brewers all the time because the Brewers were in the American League. They didn't play the Astros all the time because the Astros were in the National League. So, yeah, it's just, it's really interesting watching these games and like I said I'm a I don't want to get the YouTube channel in trouble so I'll put it in the description but it's really really great and there's so many mostly full games there are some that aren't because the guy literally taped these on his VHS you know on his VCR that's it hi I used to own VCRs and I forgot what they were called because I'm so used to modern day technology so this game against Baltimore on June 5th, 1988, like I said, night before 14 in innings, Yankees have to come out swinging and Richard Dotson needs to have a good game. And the Yankees offense was basically like, don't worry, we got this. And the Orioles starting pitcher, Jay Tibbs, was like, don't worry, I got you <laughs> in the top of the first. Did I say bottom of the first earlier? I meant top of the first because it was a road game. I don't know if I said it incorrectly, but if I did, I'm correcting myself right now. You know what? We're going to wait till segment three to do this. We're going to go into the top of the first of this game in segment three. But first. Okay, so Jay Tibbs is starting for Baltimore. Ricky Henderson walks. Willie Randolph walks. Claudel Washington hits a single, scores Henderson. Rand Randolph makes it to second. Jack Clark walks. Loads the bases. Mark Williamson comes in and replaces Jay Tibbs. Four batters, loads the bases. They're like, no, bye. Nice to see you. Jose Cruz grounds out to first base. He throws it to the catcher. 
So there's a force out at home. Claudel Washington makes it to third, Clark to second. Mike Pagliarulo hits a single. Actually, it was a pop fly to right short, of right short, short right. Both Washington and Clark score. Cruz makes it to second. Gary Ward strikes out. Rafael Santana walks. Joel Skinner reaches on an E6. Cruz scores. Pagliarulo and Santana make it up a base. So Pags is at third. Santana is at second. Ricky Henderson hits a single. Pally Rulo and Santana score. Skinner makes it to third. Willie Randolph hits a double. Skinner and Henderson score. Claudel Washington hits a single. Randolph scores. <laughs> Jack Clark, while he's up, Williamson throws a wild pitch. Washington makes it to second, but then Jack Clark rounds out to short, and the inning is over. So the Yankees score nine runs on five hits. The Orioles make one error. And that's all the Yankees would score for the game. They ended up winning the game 9-2. Dotson lasts all nine innings. He gave up two runs, one in the bottom of the first. He gave up um, a double to Joe Orsalak. Oh, my God. I remember that name. Fred Lynn sacrificed Orsalak to third. Cal Ripken Jr. grounded out to second, and Orsalak scored. And then in the bottom of the third... Cal Ripken Jr. hit a sack fly that scored his brother, Billy Ripken, and the score ended at 9-2. So Dotson, who needed to have a good game for the Yankees, pitched the whole nine innings, gave up two runs on six hits, struck out four, walked four. Pretty good. Pretty good. But yeah, it's a treasure trove. And like I said, just certain catchphrases from broadcasters there was a I want to say it was an NBC game of the week in the 80s possibly 85 or 86 and it was Vin Scully and Joe Garagiola in the booth I mean just hall of fame broadcasting and it's also interesting listening to the difference in the broadcasts from 35, almost 40 years ago to now, and how a lot of the guys who were on the TV described the games better and almost almost like they were on the radio, like very descriptive. And I know some people had issues with Michael Kay because when he came over from the radio, he would still describe certain things as if he were calling the TV games on the radio. But now that I've been watching some of these games from the 80s, I kind of miss those guys that did that. Um, I was also watching Spencer Ross. Remember Spencer Ross? He called Mattingly hitting a home run off. Oh, it was that infamous game against the Twins in May of 85. Um, the Yankees were down, I think, 8-6 or 8-7, and then Mattingly... 8-6, and then Mattingly hit a three-run home run to walk off, and Spencer Ross went nuts. It was May 13th, 1987, if I recall correctly. Look that up on <laughs> look that up on baseball reference. But that game was also uploaded to this channel. And, you know, the old MSG games, and like I said, the Fox 5 games, so like Tim McCarver, um, Rizzuto and White. I miss those guys. I really do. It's funny listening to Rizzuto yelling when people hit home runs. And it was just a really fun 
thing to do this weekend. I wasn't feeling well. And I was lying in bed watching YouTube on my computer and reliving my childhood, high school, college, you know, um, we got MSG up in Oswego for some reason. I don't remember why, um, which was kind of strange. We also got Canadian TV uh, stations up in Oswego because we were so far north, you know, because Canada was just uh, across Lake Ontario. And uh, yeah, we got a lot of interesting channels up there, but I was able to watch some baseball when I was in Oswego. Thank goodness. And I'm trying to think there was another game that was pretty funny. And it's just funny seeing some of the guys and remembering some of the Yankee players. You know, like even in this game, like let's just look at the the lineup for a second because um, it's just fun looking at this. Mattingly wasn't playing. This was 88. So it was Henderson, Randolph, Claudel Washington, Jack Clark, Jose Cruz, Mike Palirulo, Gary Ward played first. Rafael Santana was at shortstop. Joel Skinner was the catcher. <laughs> like, <laughs> and actually, you know what? While I'm here, while I'm here, let's look at that game from May 13th, 1987, when Mattingly walked off. Because now I'm going to have that date in my head for the rest of my life. Because that's how my brain works. I won't remember much of anything else but oh wait no it wasn't may 13th well no may 13th 1987 was when i went to my first concert i knew i was screwing the date up <laughs> that's my bad may 13th 1985 why did i say i know i said 87 because my first concert was may 13th 1987 at the brendan burn arena i saw you too it was really awesome okay may 13th 1985 Don Mattingly hits a walk-off home run against the Twins. Ron Davis, who, by the way, when Mattingly was rounding the bases, Ron Davis was walking off the mound slowly, and Mattingly had to run out of the baseline because Davis was in the baseline between third and home. I was like, that's obnoxious. Like, get your butt off the field already, sir. I know you're upset that you gave up a walk-off home run, but don't do that. <laughs> So let's go through this lineup just quickly because, oh, this is so much fun. 1985. I went to a lot of games in 1985. My dad was really like crazy. Um, you know, there was one time we were coming home. Where were we coming home from? We were coming home from, I think it was my cousin's engagement party. And we went to Yankee Stadium all dressed up. He's like, you want to go to Yankee Stadium? My mom's like, all right. And we went up, we got off the Cross Bronx Expressway. <laughs> went down Jerome Avenue. <laughs> just went right to the stadium. Okay. Henderson, Griffey, Mattingly, Winfield, Baylor, Weiniger, Randolph, Randolph, uh, Pally Rulo, Bob Meacham, and your starting pitcher was Ed Whitson. Mmm, that name conjures up some fun memories. So Whitson pitched one inning, gave up five runs on six hits. His game score on baseball reference was uh, 21. Now, Mike Smithson, who started for the Twins, pitched five and two-third innings, but gave up six runs on seven hits. So, yeah. Don Cooper came in to relieve Whitson. He gave up three runs in an inning. And then Joe Cowley pitched the rest of the game. Seven innings, no runs, five hits, no walks, six strikeouts. What a crazy game. And then what happened in the bottom of the ninth? 
Ron Hassey was pinch hitting for Dale Barra. He walked. Rex Hudler pinch ran for Ron Hassey. Meacham grounded out to second. Hudler made it to second. Henry Cotto hits a fly ball to center field. No doing, no running, no nothing. Ken Griffey walks and then Dom Mattingly hits the home run to win the game. So, yeah. I will leave the channel into the descript in the description. I I just I don't want to get the guy in trouble. I really don't. I'm afraid to because I don't want his channel to be taken away because I'm all excited that he has this channel in the first place. So, let's I'll just I'll leave it in the description. Um So, yeah. Uh we have an announcement. I'm getting a co-host. And it's not happening right away. It's happening soon, though. And he and I are discussing what we want to accomplish this season with the show. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm very excited. And I will tell you all about it in the days and weeks to come. And yeah, we're going to be doing shows through Saturday. We're going to do a show on Saturday. And then next week, we're back to five days a week because spring training starting. So we're going to be back to the regular schedule and we'll hopefully have things to talk about that are, you know, newsworthy. Hopefully good things will be happening for the Yankees, you know, in spring training and everyone's healthy and feels well and comes into camp well. I'm hoping to tell you all about guys coming into camp in the best shape of their lives, you know, because you always hear that sort of thing when spring training starts. So yeah, we have a lot of things happening, a lot of exciting things to happen coming soon. And uh, so that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to the show on every podcasting platform available. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button and comment on YouTube. Also click the bell so you know when our videos go up. And thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. Make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So enjoy your Wednesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.